Hello, everyone. This is Kyle Galaz with Poor to Pro Car Sales Training Podcast. Become a sales titan. Pretty excited about this episode. We're going to be talking about how to get promoted at your dealership. There's nothing better than getting a promotion. The feeling is incredible. I want to first thank all my listeners so far. It's really neat seeing my uh, podcast, the five that I have currently out, and this will be the sixth, getting listens, you know, and you guys giving me good feedback. There's nothing better than the things that I do in my sales training to see it come out of the salesman and their paychecks going up. When I first started at my dealership, we had one or two guys making over 100000 I become a sales manager and their sales trainer. And almost half the staff is making over 100000 Our goal for this 2021 is everyone makes over 100000 But we're on a traje- trajectory of, of that. And it's by listening to sales training, going above and beyond, and doing your very best to become better. Kudos to you for finding this podcast. Your dealership will do the very best they can to train you. But if you want the real stuff, you got to go out and look for it. You got to get different opinions. And I appreciate you guys finding this because uh, we're going to take you to the next level for sure. And we're going to turn you into a sales titan. But let's get into our uh, podcast episode how to get promoted at your dealership. So, this podcast, I'm going to do two things. First, I'm going to tell a little story about how I got started on my path to become a sales manager and trainer. But I'm going to intertwine that with things that you need to do to get promoted. So we're going to do it in tandem. should be entertaining. And uh, it will take you to the next level to get a promotion. Or at least set you up for the next, next in line. So I'd been in car sales for 17 years before I got my promotion. But a lot of that 17 years was at a Ford store in California. And no one gave me clear direction. No one trained me on how to become a sales manager because guess what? The sales managers that I work for, they want me to be a salesman. They don't want me to become their position. So no one trained me on how to become a sales manager or finance manager or how to get promoted to a general manager, right? Because they wanted me to sell cars, which is fine. I love selling cars. One of my favorite things to do. But that's where this podcast comes in because I'm going to show you how to do it. And I'm going to use myself as an example throughout it. That way you know that the proof is in the pudding. You're not getting it from someone that hasn't done it. Hopefully I can set a, a, a pathway, a roadway for you. So I worked all these uh, years at this dealership. And unfortunately we wanted to move out of California. So we did. Me and my little family, my wife, my two daughters, and our dog. We wanted to move. Unfortunately if I move out of the state, I have to leave that dealership. was Which was extremely hard because I had put so over a decade of, of time there. But that's a casualty of moving out of the state. So I moved into a different state that I knew zero people, into a city that I knew zero people, into a dealership that I knew zero people. But in my interview, I let them know all the things that that I wanted to do as far as sales go. And they went out on a limb and hired, hired me. I didn't know anybody there. And I only got to interview with one sales manager. I didn't even get to interview with everyone because they were on vacation. So they've that one sales manager vouched for me. And I still uh, tell them thank you to this day. This 
next thing I said was only to my wife and my kids. And that was my timeline. I didn't tell anyone at the dealership this because it's none of their business. This was an internal timeline that I could voice with my wife and my my kids. And that was, I'm going to give myself two years at this new dealership to become a sales manager or finance or something. I I gave myself a two-year timeline. And what that did was it put an internal pressure on me to rise to the occasion. Just like when you're on the at school and they said, hey, you want to play basketball? We were missing a guy. And you may not be that great at basketball, but you rise to the occasion. Or you're all of a sudden thrown into a fight to protect your buddy from some huge dude. Well, you kind of have to rise to the occasion, right? Well, putting that timeline on myself when I started at this dealership made me rise to the occasion. So timeline is very important. Now, after the two years, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know, hey, am I going to quit the car business or am I going to give myself another timeline? I didn't go that far. I just knew that in the next two years, I want to become a sales manager or a finance manager. I wanted to get promoted. So write this down. Give yourself a timeline. Don't tell anyone your timeline other than your most precious people, your family. Don't tell anyone at the dealership because it's off-putting. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be a sales manager in two years. Do not say that. It will ruin your chances. Don't tell your GM that. Don't tell your your co-partners that. Don't tell anybody that, that you have a two-year timeline. You keep that to yourself because you don't want to be the guy that that comes into a new dealership or, you know, you know exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll be a sales manager in two years. Hush up. Don't say a thing. That's for you to know in your family. But give yourself that timeline. How soon... Do you want to be promoted? And you have to be realistic. You can't say, you know what? By next month, I want to be a sales manager. It doesn't work like that because you got to prove that you're ready to be a sales manager or a finance manager. And I'm going to go through the steps that help you with that in this podcast. So you got to be realistic in your timeline. If you're brand new to the car business and, you're, and you just started last week on the first, don't expect in the next six months to be a sales manager or a finance manager. Don't rule it out, but give yourself a more real, realistic timeline. You got you to gotta learn. You got to get experience. And if you're an old timer in the car business and you've been at the same dealership for 22 years, don't expect in the next six months that you're just going to get a promotion. You have to change your current ways and prove it to become a, a, a finance manager or sales manager because your current status has kept you a salesman for 22 years, which is not a bad thing. We're masters of sales. It's a great living. What a great life we have. Okay, so set yourself a timeline. And now I'll go back to my time, what I did in my first uh, first two years at this dealership. My, my timeline was two years. My first month, I started August 9th. And by the end of the month, I had 16 and a half cars out for over $10,000 made. I wanted to make a statement at this new dealership that I was a good hire. I wanted to prove myself that, hey, this they went out of a limb to hire me, the stranger, and I proved it in that first month. Okay, this guy's a good hire. Next month, I, I fell a little bit. I got to 13 units for about, I can't remember the dollar amount. October was my breakthrough month. The third month I worked there, I sold 21 and a half units and I made over $14,000. That was my breakthrough month that, holy moly, who is this guy? Because of that two-year timeline, I didn't have enough time to, you know, make friends with the GM and become his buddy buddy and go the 
the brown noser route, right? That's not how I've ever done it. It's not how I'm ever going to do it. But you've, you, we've all worked at the dealership where the buddies get promoted. I didn't have that luxury because I only knew the GM for three months. I only knew anybody for three months at that point. So that timeline, I backed it up with work ethic. And that's what you have to do. So write this next one down, work ethic. You have to prove to yourself and to your dealership that you're worthy of and you have the talent to become the next level. But you're still not going to say anything about being a manager. That's between you and your family. You need to show them, not tell them. Okay? So when I first started at this dealership, it was a used car only store. We were selling 200 to 270 a month, pure used cars. And they took on a new car franchise in this dealership. Well, no one was really stepping up to the plate to be the new car guy. Everyone was kind of satisfied with selling used cars, which is fine because we're all making a killing. But we took on a new car franchise. And guess what? I had some experience at Ford, working for the Ford dealership for so long. I knew about invoices and rebates. And I knew about walkarounds. And I knew about competition and class exclusive I knew all that stuff how to how to sell against the competition so I took that as an opportunity to help the sales managers even though I was a salesman train the other sales guys on how new car stuff works because we were getting this new car franchise they weren't just going to bring in a whole new staff the current staff of 20 salesmen needed to be trained so without saying hey I'd like to be a sales trainer or I want to start training these guys, I just started doing it. I started telling them how to do a walk around. I started showing the guys, hey, when you're when you're comparing products, you want to look for things that are class exclusive. Class exclusive means the competition doesn't have this feature in this class. I started talking about, um, you know, zero to sixties and, and all that stuff matters in new cars. But I just, I just started doing it. I just started helping the other guys because the upper management, when they see that, they know I'm putting the store first, not myself. Okay? So write this next one down. Assume more responsibilities, even if they are freebies. If you are talented enough to become a sales manager, you can do some freebies at your dealership and it doesn't affect your paycheck. And one of the freebies I did was I was constantly helping these guys get better. There was one point when when we started getting the new cars in, the sales manager asked me, hey, will you do like a mock walk around for the guys? I said, sure. Who's on shift? Send them outside. We brought a car underneath the awning and I did a full walk around for the guys on a product that I had no idea about. But I had been training and studying and, and uh, I mean, the car came in at the same time. Everyone else had the opportunity to go do a walk around, but I had been doing it before the cars even got there. I just... I, I lined myself up to be the go-to guy as far as product knowledge, things like that. So assume more responsibilities, even if they are freebies. You need to start acting like a sales manager or a finance man- manager. Whatever position you want, start acting like that now without telling anybody that you're acting like it. They just need to see you doing it. The owner of the dealership, the sales managers, the finance managers, the uh, GM. So what I did is I wanted to be a sales manager. At this point, I wanted to be a sales manager. 
when I first started, I didn't know if I wanted to be finance or sales manager, but by six months in, I wanted to be a, a sales manager. So I started doing things and assuming that some responsibilities that the sales manager does. What's that do when that position possibly opens up? Think about it. If your upper management all of a sudden has an opening because a finance manager or sales manager leaves, who are they going to look to to replace it? They don't want to do an outside hire on a somebody they don't know, so they're going to look at the sales staff. They're going to give you guys an opportunity. Which guy are they going to pick? They're going to pick the guy that's already doing the job, the guy that's already training, the guy that's already helping other people, the guy that's putting the dealership first, not himself. That's the guy they promote. Okay? So assume those responsibilities, even if they are freebies. This next one, we kind of started talking about it, but write this down. Always act and hold yourself like a sales manager or like the position you want to be in, like a finance manager. And what you actually have to do is you almost have to hold yourself above your current management. And what I mean by that is you need to act more professional. You need to dress more professional. You need to to visually be on a higher level than your current sales managers. But you can't do this with with bragging or gloating. Like, oh yeah, you see the sales manager's shoes? Well, he got his at Payless. I got mine at wherever, the mall. That's not how you do it. You're still humble. But they need to see you as someone that's above a salesman and someone that might be above a sales manager. You have to have a something mysterious about you that, man, who is this guy? Or what's this guy turned into, man? This 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 guy's amazing. You gotta have you gotta have something there that they want, that that the upper management, that the owner owners want. So you need to act and hold yourself above your current sales managers or finance managers. Coming in earlier than them. Beat them to the, the time clock. Dress better than them. Train other salesmen more than them. Act more professional than them. Okay? These are the things you have to do to set yourself up for the promotion. You have to act above and beyond than your current your current managers. Okay, write this one down, but put a uh, asterisk next to next to it. We talked about this a little bit. Never say, "I'm going to be the next sales manager," or "I'm going to be the next finance manager," or "I'm going to get the next promotion here." It's a huge no-no. If I heard a salesman say that, I would. Uh, it just—it's not going to work out for that salesman. Stay humble. Don't don't talk like you're the already the. Uh, you already got the position because you don't got it. So a huge no-no is I'm I'm going to be the next manager or I'm going to be the next finance manager. Don't talk like that. This is an internal fire that you don't have to talk about. You just need to let them see it. So if you do some training with some sales guys, position yourself to where sales managers can see you doing this or the general manager can see you training others, your peers. But don't go and say right after you trained them, Hey, did you see what I did over there? I was showing uh I was showing Bill how to do a walk around. He's a little rusty. Don't do that. Let them see it. Go on about your day and sell cars. That's a big one. If you got cars in the showroom and they look a little dusty, guess what I used to do? I'd go get the duster and I would dust them off. No one asked me to do it. I never said a word about it. I would just do it. 
And guess who sees everything that you do? Your sales manager and your GM. Plus, I wanted the cars to look nice because nice that's where I did my walk-arounds, in the showroom. Here's something that was asked to me about a year and a half into my uh, sales career at this dealership. Now, just so you know, I gave myself a two-year timeline. It took me two years and two months to get a sales manager promotion. So my timeline was pretty darn close. But about a year and a half into my sales career, after proving myself and after doing all these things I'm telling you, the general manager asked me, Hey, Kyle, yeah, what are your intentions here? What do you want to be? And without hesitation, I said, I want to be a sales manager and I want to be the very best one this dealership's ever had. What's he say? Oh, wow. And he stayed quiet. That's about all he said. He asked me about mm, two months later, so a year and eight months. I don't know if he forgot he already asked me or if he wanted to see if my intentions were the same. He asked me again, almost the same question in the exact same way. Hey, Kyle, so what are your goals here? What are, what's your intentions here? And without hesitation, I said, I want to be a sales manager here, and I want to be the very best this dealership has ever seen. I don't know why he was asking those questions at the time. Maybe he already had some inkling of what he wanted to do, but it wasn't my time to ask, why do you ask? He didn't, he didn't ask for a rebuttal question. He asked, what are my intentions? And I dropped the hammer of what I wanted to do. At the two-year mark, I had failed my original timeline. But I had some inklings of a possibility. So I continued to work hard. And in two years and two months, they called me in. And they told me what they wanted me to do. And I said, you just made my dream come true because that's all I've ever wanted to do is become a sales manager since I started. And not because of the monetary side. I mean, obviously that's a perk of it because I've, I want to help other guys be better salesmen. That was my driving point. And maybe that spewed out into the open when I was helping guys do walk-arounds and, and, and all the other things I assumed to do, even though they were freebies. Maybe that was coming out of my pores and I didn't know it. But I just want to go over something very important throughout these things. And we'll kind of recap and we're going to talk about a few other things. Is You have to work extremely hard until this happens. No timeline is exact. Just because you give yourself a two-year timeline doesn't mean it's going to happen around that timeline. But what that timeline does is it puts an internal pressure on yourself to bring out the very best in you. Remember, your dealership is like a sand dune. It's always changing with the wind, right? You never know when your next opportunity will arise. But you have to be the guy that's already ready. So when the management thinks about, hey, who do we put in this slot in finance? It's a no-brainer answer. Well, just put Kyle. These guys are already doing half the job. Oh, yeah, you're right. Call him in. That's the verbiage that happens in sales offices when the doors are shut and a finance guy just left or a sales man manager just got fired they're trying to scramble to figure out who to replace you with and they don't want to do an outside hire they only do outside hires when they can't find internal talent but guess what you're the internal talent because now you know how to get promoted but you have to work extremely hard until it happens 
you can't be floating around the dealership and and have no drive and I'd like to be a so I got the talent to be a sales manager. Well, talent doesn't do it. Talent is a supplement to hard work. Hard work does it. Because the hard worker will find a way to get the talent later. It's hard to create hard work, a hard worker. But but now that you know, change your mindset. Remember there's no exact timeline. Assume more responsibilities, even if they're freebies. Help people close deals and don't ask for half. Because guess what's going to happen? That salesman is going to go say, Hey, Kyle just came in and closed this deal. He doesn't even want half of it. Really? Freaking awesome. Right? Or Kyle helped me with some product knowledge and didn't act, didn't want half. Didn't even ask. Actually, I told him I'd put you on half and he said, I'd put him on half and he said no. He's like, that's all yours. You did all the work. I just came in and closed it, right? So there's sometimes you're going to have to do do some freebies, but those freebies will pay off when the next position opens. Give yourself a timeline. Assume more responsibilities. Always act and hold yourself even above your current managers without gloating, without bragging, without saying a word because the GM and the owner are watching you. Trust me, but they're watching your numbers too. So you can't just look good and not sell. You have to be the whole package. Okay? Never talk about, I'm going to be the next manager. It's a huge no-no. And if you're ever asked by the owner or your general manager, hey, what are your intentions here? What are your goals? You tell them right then and there. Okay? Now, that was some steps for me to become a, a sales manager. What about finance? What if you want to go to finance? Some people have dreams of going to finance. They want to be a finance manager. Well, guess what? I watched a guy become a finance manager that was a salesman. So I have that path too. It's not the path I took because I wanted to be a sales manager and a trainer. The finance guy, here's what he did as a salesman. He pre-sold warranty and gap. He did it all the time. Hey, get me a pencil with the warranty and gap. I want to close it with that because we got spiffs. Also, he knew a lot about internal parts of the motor. He knows about cams and this and lubricated this part and internal this. The guy knows about internal parts of a motor. Well, when you're selling warranties and the customer asks, hey, does it cover these parts? And you say, what's that? Right? Because you're going to have gearheads by warranty. You have to know. So if you want to be a a finance manager, you need to pre-sell warranties in Gap. Whatever products, you need to sell more than the other guys, your other sales guys. You need to have a better back-end penetration on your deals. And you need to know everything there is to know about cars, motors, transmission, drive lines, differentials, gearing, cams, different oils, different weights of the oils. You got to know that stuff. Electronics, how many computers. Because when another salesperson needs your help, on a finance question or a warranty question, you can be the go-to guy because not all the finance managers aren't always available. This salesman did that. Now, did he give himself a timeline? I don't know. He didn't. He didn't voice that with his with his peers and his coworkers. So I don't know if he gave himself a timeline. But I do know that he got the position, and he got the position because of his know-how and his already pre-selling stuff and his his ability to know motors. So if you want to go to finance, start doing that stuff because I got to see that. 
Now, I've never been a general manager at a dealership, so I don't have that pathway, but I would assume it's very similar. Hard worker, going above and beyond, and putting the dealership first. I've heard that verbiage come from many general sales managers. Put the dealership first. Protect the dealership. If you're a type of guy that's doing that, you're going to be next in line. I wish there was a magic button I could push to, to show you how to get promoted, but it, that's about as best as you're going to get information because if you ask your sales manager at the dealership, hey, how can I get your job? He's going to say, tell you, go on the lot and get a customer. Because <laughs> that's what I would say. <laughs> oh, we got to have a little fun too. All right, guys. So this was the sixth episode, how to get promoted at your dealership. Give yourself a timeline. Assume more responsibilities. Always act and hold yourself above your current managers. Never say you're going to be the next manager or get the next promotion. And if you're ever asked what your intentions are at the dealership, you voice that opinion without any hesitation. You tell them what you want to be at your dealership. Believe in your worth, but you have to back it up with work ethic and you have to back it up with results. When the next position opens, you need to be the clear-cut option. He's already doing half the stuff. Why don't you put that guy in? Okay. Thank you guys so much for, for taking a listen. If you have time, I suggest you go through the other uh, five episodes. Episode one, turn lookers into buyers, not buyers into lookers. Episode two, how to bounce back from a bad car sales month. Episode three, holding gross. Episode four, how to sell a car every day. One of my favorites. Episode five, how to get a customer into the showroom. Thank you guys. Kyle Gloss signing off. Enjoy.